how can we make that gap smaller to talk to the left brain people, give them the right, what are the things that they need so that they can open up to this space and they yeah. feel comfortable as well to invite more diversity, to invite more their heart. How can they come out of their head into their body? Try this bad boy out for science. You are welcome to take a seat at the table where we use a new lens, where humanity are stakeholders. Different distinctions encouraged, intention starts from a no-judgment zone, a certain age is not criteria, and where you become comfortable with the uncomfortable to facilitate a new conversation. Thank you so much. And I don't even, like, we're having trouble with lighting. What is happening today? I'm so excited you're on here, and we're just going to go with the flow as you already are. Yes. <laughs> I just said, you know, whenever it, we have to wait, this is a moment. This is a present. Yeah. So, yeah. And waiting for you, what does that bring out when you wait? Yeah, I always feel like, okay, this is a moment I can take a moment to breathe and to connect to my wherever I am and go back to where I wanted to be because sometimes we are just so busy with everything so for me every time I have to wait I feel like thank you catch my breath do some exercises and you know it's totally fine I don't want to put any stress on you so take your time I love that I love I, I seriously I don't even know I have never had lighting problem or anything, so I am really interested that this is happening today. But um, you know, I love the fact that you say take your time, and I and I think and and being conscious to whatever that is. Those are words that we hear, but what does that actually mean for you? Consciousness. Yeah. Wow, that's a good question. For me, it means that I am aware, aware of what my thinking is, aware of what's going on inside, aware of what I feel and I hear within me is important. That, yeah, I think it's not all the time, but I do every day, like my yoga practice. And these are the moments when I really feel and talk to my soul is talking to me. And I feel like, okay, okay, this is what we're going to do. Okay, I'll write it down and I'll, I'll follow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there's a reason I asked that question, because I think sometimes we hear these words, sometimes we hear these things, and it sounds good. It might even be beneficial, but we don't really know what to do with that. So like you say wait, and I so agree with you 100% waiting isn't always something that we're used to, something that maybe we consciously do well. And I think there's so much in those moments that even when we've got something else planned, it doesn't always necessarily do it exactly the same way and sometimes when we're in that moment and we're waiting it's in that moment that something that comes is, to us right there's a realization that maybe we wouldn't have taken that moment out right to actually yes I totally agree with you totally agree with you and this year like 2022 is the, the year the 22 is the number for the master plan 
Well, I feel like we can make a plan and we can have our own master plan, but there's a bigger master plan and we have to follow that master plan and we need to use our intuition and to really tune in to the master plan and go with that flow. And that's what I feel that's our, yeah, what's very important this year. Okay, we're going to have a really interesting conversation because, you know, a lot of the time on the decision table, I talk to very logical, very strategic, very people that, you know, these are the three sort of ways in which you do do it. And I I love when I get that moment. I think, you know, one of the things that I get to do is talk about human intelligence. And I think if we just pull that down for a second, part of human intelligence, so the data that comes in, then what we do with that data, and then the output of that data, that's for me, human intelligence. And one of those sides of it, to me, is kind of the intuition, relying Mm. on your gut, that kind of side of it. Now, Mm. in the past, when we've spoken like that, and just think in the business world, because I spend a lot of time in the business world and with a lot of leaders, it's not really something we talk about. It's not something that we necessarily keep track of or even Mm -hmm. make priority. Tell me, how can we see the benefit of it? How do we know that there is, I mean, we know that, you know that, I know that because it's something that I've really relied on in making decisions. Everyone knows it. Yeah, but we don't know it, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yes, I know, but we need that one moment, that Mm. wait, that moment of silence. Mm. The more silence you can bring to your table, Mm. the more wisdom, the more truth comes. Because when we talk too much, we just start to repeat some stories or whatever. But we can be silent and we can really see, okay, what is it that I'm going to bring here to the table? What is it that I want to take out of it? Tuned into that. You have a total Mm. different discussion. Mm. Okay, so that silence. How do we create the space for silence? Because I actually don't think we do that very well. No. That's the thing that, that's a muscle to train. Hmm. Tell me Not to talk. And just to take a moment, to take a moment to, to feel, okay, I hear you say that. And I don't need to respond straight away. I can let that sink in. I can come to my emotion. I can feel, I t- can take that space and then respond. There's this affirmation that I have been going on like forever and ever and ever. And it's called me within me is the reality. Me within me is the purity. Me within me is the grace. I am the master of the space. And if you can remember that you are the master of your space, you are the master of your own space, you know, and everyone on that table is the master of its own space. And if you come as an expert and you're open, you're listening, I think this is a skill, a very, very important skill that needs to be learned. And listening goes through the silence. Hmm. So there's a lot of noise in the world today. Yes. And a lot of that is, I, I, I believe that 
there's a lot of the old approach still in amongst what we're doing. And, and, and part of that is adding to the noise because there's some that are wanting to go, look, this isn't necessarily working the way we've done it in the past, the way that we've kept doing it. And they're going, okay, we want something that's going to disrupt the old patterns and give us some new results at the table. And I think that what you're talking about is something that is not necessarily something we've done in the old approach. So when there's lots of noise, how do we stop that noise and not add to that noise by going, hey, stop for a minute, we need to stop. But actually, in some ways, that's adding to that noise. How do we just bring it in? How does this add value? It comes to the everyone needs to realize that everyone is bringing value just by being there. You don't need to scream. Yeah. And if we can look at each other and see and really feel, okay, I can add to that and really see the beauty in everyone and know what, okay, this we are together and we are here to bring something. And I was thinking when I was feeling, okay, I'm going to be here. And I was, going, I was really grateful. And I would say, say to myself, if I can add one thing to the decision table, that will be the question, what would love do? Mm-hmm. If you could have a seat for Mr. Love on your table, ask that person, okay, you know, you have this discussion and then you ask, okay, and what would Mr. Love do? Then you bring in a total different energy and an energy that really unites you because all of us, we can feel what love is. Mm. So maybe that's a step too far away, but I think this is where we want to go. So how do we narrow that gap then? If it is too far away for for people to be able to grasp that. Yeah. Could you grasp it? Because I think love is very... Yeah, but... I think I can. I really, truly do. But I think I can because this is what I do all the time. This is really what's important to me. This is something, you know, I talk about humanity as stakeholders. In other words, you know, humanity being you and I, stakeholders, the measure of value. And I go, what if? What if you could make decisions that actually are going to be adding value to the human race, not taking away from? So for me, this doesn't seem too big at all. In fact, it seems a priority, a non-negotiable at the table. But I think just because it seems so easy for me and non-negotiable, and it's part of what my bigger vision to see that we add value to every decision we're making, that doesn't mean that it's a value or a priority or a non-negotiable for others at the table. Maybe, And maybe not because... They don't want to see this as part of it, but maybe they don't even know where to start or even that it's priority or or something that would add value. And that's why I'm asking these questions because I think, you know, what you speak of is so important. Yeah. But I also think that we don't necessarily, in the old approach, have indicators that show us the importance of these things and why this 
needs to become non-negotiables at the table. Right. Well, we see it all around us, right? Everyone, everyone is locked in their own houses. We Mm -hmm. need, everyone needs to go inside. That's what this whole pandemic is showing us. We need to learn to listen to each other. And we don't, you really need to see, okay, I'm here in my own little home and I'm good. I have this to give. You know, when you don't feel happy at your own home, when you get crazy because of all the noises and all mm-hmm. the things, then you know I need to change something. Yeah. And so for me, this goes back to the importance of the environments you're either yes. in or creating or, yeah. Well, tell me more what you think. Like what does that bring up for you when I, when I say that? Yeah, we need to be around people that really see the beauty in us and we need to see the beauty in all of us. Because if you if you're not in a surrounding where people see the beauty in you, you just feel like you need to scream. You say, "Well, I am so good," you know. But if you I, if you just see it, if I see the beauty in you, I don't need to scream, and mm-hmm. I can listen and I can feel and I, we can have a real talk about the things that really matter. Mm-hmm. So that's can, I, can I be honest? I look at you and I just go, you're beautiful. I love everything about you. I know that you're different, that you bring differences to the table. To me, that uniqueness is something that I value, something I want. In fact, it's part of my whole mission is how do we increase? And I don't talk about diversity at the table. I talk about distinctions at the table because I think the one thing that we're all common is that you and I are human. So we're part of a human race and we bring distinctions to the table. So part of what I want to see at the decision table, but in all the tables that I open up for others to come to, that it is a place where we are increasing the distinctions that come to the table. Now, if this is the case, and we're to listen and we're to feel comfortable about that. I don't know about you, but if we go back to the old approach, the old approach was most people at the table look the same, right. sounded yeah. the same, were saying yeah, the you, same if things. If you don't fit in, you're out. Yeah. You know, you feel so insecure and so yeah. not safe. So and I think this, right. yeah, and you need to fight. Yeah. Or you, and you need to make friends and, you know, bribe yourself and not be honest to yourself. Mm. That's what's happening. But it's hurting inside. Mm. I think. So how do we, how do we? Because I think there's two sides to this. I think it's those that are different. How do we become more comfortable? In a, at a table where we don't look like everyone else, sound like everyone else. So I think there's that side of it. And then I think there's the other side. Maybe we've, I've only ever invited the same people to the table, but now I want to invite different distinctions to the table. How do I do that? And I think these are where we start narrowing that gap from what we were saying earlier. By just being, being clear in what you want. It will happen. Mm. If you say, okay, I want more diversity at the table. I am open to look. I don't want all the same people. I want to see everything from a different point of view. 
just your words will mm. make it happen. Because we don't, we really underestimate the power of the word. And whatever you sing, whatever you say, you know, this is going to last forever. Mm. And if you are realizing that, and you really realize that, you know, you really, okay. Or I either have to live through it and it comes back to me, or it will bring something to me, you know, then you will be more conscious of what you're saying. Hmm. And that's the consciousness that, you know, it, we see already so many people who have that consciousness. Hmm. Of course, there are still many that are not there yet, but that's okay. You know, we just, we surround ourselves by people who do understand and we inspire and we keep ourselves clean, pure, and as uplifting as possible for ourselves and for the ones around us. And that's why I work with CEOs, because if we can, you know, influence them, they have such an influence on the entire organization, the way they talk, the way they can inspire their people. You know, it really matters what they say. Yeah, and I 100%, they- by the way, I 100% agree with you that it matters what they say because that filters into the culture that they build out. Right. And I think it goes back to this question that I had earlier, which is how do we, how do we know that this is actually adding value? And I'm saying it a lot because I really want, and I think that we have to continue to question because, by the way, I'm doing it a lot with my work, and that is how do we show that these are really important. And here's a simple way to explain it. If in the business world, things like your bottom line, your bottom dollar, you want to know, is that profit going up? Is it going down? Those are simple indicators to tell us whether what we're doing is working or not. Things like, okay, our team staying around. You know, this is kind of... Well, how many people staying, get they probably, there's something in our culture that's not working, right? So there's some really easy indicators to show us that something is working or not. And I think what is tricky, but neat, and somehow we need to, by the way, be able to find these, we need to find indicators so that other CEOs, other leaders can actually connect to those and see the benefit of this because it's not that this isn't beneficial. I don't doubt that in a hundred million years, the more conscious I've become as the years have got on, the better decisions I'm making, the the way that I stay focused to the bigger vision, right? what I get up to, what I don't get up to every day. Mm-hmm. And it, all intentional in that way but I tell you I know because I'm keeping data on that I don't think we do that well as a greater world and I'm wondering how we can do that better so that when you are talking to those CEOs they know without a shadow of a doubt because they can not just feel it because here's the thing, sometimes our feelings aren't the right way to feel or they're not going to be helpful or maybe I'm not feeling it 
this way today. But I need to make a conscious decision to do this because if I go with my feeling today, that is not going to add value to the decisions I'm going to make. So how do you do that in a way that, yes, intentional, yes, conscious, and yes, you know, silent, but how do we really show this? And I think that's why I'm questioning it so much because I'm seeing it when people are asking me, how do you really know when you're making decisions that are adding value that we can actually say, okay, to our people, maybe they're stakeholders because, by the way, CEOs in a big organisation have stakeholders and they have got to go back to them and tell them, hey, we're doing this with our people. What do they go back and show them? How do they show them? Mm -hmm. That's the thing. But I, if the more healthy employees they have, the more healthy their company is, right? Because nowadays... The people that work at companies, this is the real capital. Mm-hmm. And if they don't take good care yeah. of them, they'll lose them. And then yeah. they'll lose so much. So I think that this is a real good way to bring it in and to make it sure how important it is that, you know, whatever they feel and the, all the fears that they have and all the things that the CEOs have, it runs down the organization. And if they mm-hmm. can resolve this, yeah, it also resolves into the, the people that work for them. And that will help the more engaged they are and the more ha- vital and more conscious they are, you will see it in your people. Mm-hmm. It's interesting though, isn't it? Like, I, by the way, I'm not saying... I hope you've got the answer. Tell me that right now. I'm literally being curious about it because uh, one of the topics, the big topic actually for the Global Human Intelligence Forum in May is literally around this, this concept of investing in human, you know, capital and how are we, what is that doing, not doing? What are we thinking? How could that look? What does it need not to look like? All that sort of thing. And so I'm really curious because this is something that has come up so many times. Let's backtrack a little for a minute. Why is this so important to you? Where has this all come from for you? Yeah, well, my journey into yoga was when mm. I was still working into in the financial industry and I was not happy at my workplace. I was just, yeah, you know, I had this, I had beautiful colleagues, mm. I had a beautiful salary, everything was like beautiful. But from the inside, I was so empty. I was mm. just like, you know, whatever I do, someone else could do it too. I didn't matter. You know, I didn't really feel like I mattered. And that was something that really hurt me in a way that my whole physical body started to stop working properly. Mm-hmm. And then I I ended up doing yoga, a yoga train teacher training, and within 3 weeks I felt so much better. Mm-hmm. Oh my, everything was gone. I was like, "Oh, did I make it up?" I was just, I was so vital again. And I was really, I had my own power back because what I did, I gave away my power, my, Mm. just because I wanted to fit in, 
just because I wanted to do what the boss told me to do. Just I wanted to be one of them. But I am me and everyone is them, you know. Yeah. So it's so important that we can empower people to really be themselves and to see the human behind the person. Because if yeah. we know that person, we know what's going on and we know what their strengths are. We know how mm. to approach them. Then you can really get the best out of them because people are not using their full potential when they're working. They're mm. not. Some are, but the majority is not. They're just going to work, get their money and go back and have a good time at home. Now, but that's, that's not what we came here for. I believe. Why do you think we're not using our full potential? Because it's, on the one hand, I think mm. for the manager, if someone is working for them and they are really using their full potential, they are going to be better than that manager. And some managers can't stand that. And others are just like, okay, my life is okay. And you know, they just numb themselves and they're afraid of something new. But mm. if I work with the people and if I, if I can, I always see the potential in someone. And if I can make that person see the potential within himself, then I see such a beautiful things happening. And they either start their own company or they really get into their power. And instead of the ones who are really like, oh, no, we're not going to do it. They're like, yes, we should do it. And we should do it this way. And they're really going to be like the ones who really make the big changes because they have had that change within themselves. Yeah. So I am a really big fan of empowering everyone within the organization and really, there's so much beauty within all of us. And everyone mm. will find their place. And maybe mm. some have to go and move to another place when they start on this empowering journey. Because yeah. this happens. And this is something that managers fear. Because then they have to find <laughs> another one again. But I always say, you know, this person would have gone anyway, either with a burnout or with a bore out, you know, so be grateful that they find their way. And, you know, you can always work together in a different way or don't hold back, you know, don't mm. let people down. No, lift them up and see the light because we need the light and we need this. We so do. Yeah. yeah. I, I, one of the things I, I mean, there's so many beautiful pieces I want to pull out of that, but Firstly, I, I, I know it's important, like from what you're saying there and, and around that knowing inside, right? Like knowing who that is and what that is so that you can bring that out and be empowered inside. I think that there could be, you know, and, and I don't think this, I know because of the work that I do and, and with it leaders across the globe. There's almost this fear that if I, become someone inside, that's me as an individual, that I have a vision, that I know where I'm going and I know what I'm about. And that can be kind of uncomfortable at some tables because it might not be something someone else at the table relates to. It might not be looking like everyone else is doing. And this can feel 
quite, I mean, it, it can bring challenges. I know because I've been in those moments where I've literally been outnumbered because no one else at that table could see it this way. Right. Right. understood even the thinking around why that was now important to me or where I was going. Mm-hmm. And that was okay. I, I just had to remove myself from that environment right. and have to go, how do I find people that get? And what I realized, by the way, was I couldn't get someone that understood all of it at that time, but I got people who understood pieces Part. of it. Right. Yes. Yes. And and so then I had people that supported me in those pieces. Right. And that was okay. And that was great until I really understood what it was all about. And then I could bring people on that journey because mm-hmm. now I can actually communicate it in a different way. So here's the thing. I think this the awesomeness, and I totally agree, when we've got it as an individual, when we know within us what that is, what we're bringing, and then what platform or how we're using our platform to bring that and give it voice. Totally agree 100%. And I think the challenge comes is that that's not always going to be how everyone else is doing it. It's not always. And so how do we continue to feel empowered when maybe it's pioneering something new? Maybe it's innovating a space that is not the normal space. Right. Have you got any thoughts around that or insights? Yes, it's always good to be your own supporter at the first time. So really, really love yourself so much that mm. you can support yourself in all of that challenges. You know, and of course you listen to the people around you, but you know that these these are the people that usually keep you down mm-hmm. and want you to stay in the safe environment but if you feel like but this is not where i can grow then there is a tribe for you that will help mm-hmm. you grow and just mm-hmm. go and look for it find someone mm-hmm. even if you have one person beside yourself to yeah. really truly believe in you you can make a change you don't need a big organization oh you know, that's so true so really because Mm. i'm here i'm in the netherlands and i'm teaching people in china how to bring yoga into the business you know i teach people in russia if i'd stayed with the work where i was doing Mm. i would never ever (laughs) had these opportunities but i just there was this voice within me and it was bigger Mm. than me and i was like wow I tried to keep it down, but it didn't work. So yeah, like, me too. I did too, no. and I'm like, I'm walking away, and I'm not. I, I cannot. I cannot. You cannot. <laughs> once once you hear this voice, it's so mm. powerful. I agree. And then, and then still, I, on my journey, I had. I also organized a festival here in in the Netherlands, a Kundalini Yoga Festival. It was just like in the past uh, December. And it's always very intense. We have like many workshops and it's really like, you know, it's really, you feel all the way up there. And then I, after it, it was online. So I closed my computer and I was like, totally like, ah, oh, but now I'm by myself. And really? I, was like, I felt all my drama. <laughs> and then I needed to sleep because you don't, I didn't sleep too much. And then I slept and I, 
I had a medit in my meditation. I felt like said, Kirtan, why are you so em embracing your drama? You know, it's really putting you down. You're not shining your light. You're doing this every day. You're doing the meditation, but I don't see it outside. So then I was like, okay, I'm going to drop my drama now. And I just did it like that. And I felt so light and, and I felt mm -hmm. like, wow, you know, if just be aware of the drama you're carrying. Is it yours? No. Then just drop mm -hmm. it. If you still need to do something with it, then do something with it. Go on with your life, you know? Yeah. Cause I don't know here in the Netherlands, we have all these things going up that women have not been like have been used and sexual mis used and I also have such not a good experience and I was like we were somewhere there and it came up this morning I had someone sending me a message about someone I was like oh that's not a good a good uh, memory I have and then I felt like okay but I'm not gonna let myself down and I need I was like okay thank you for the invitation that yeah. I need to work on that so if we you know, mm. it's all about mindset and about loving ourselves. If we can choose love, I could love that person. You know, I, mm. I send them an email. I said, you know, I, this came up today mm. and I'm not, I'm not saying, saying it to judge you and I'm wow. not going to make a big thing out of it. I'm not going to put your name out there, but I just mm. wanted to say that, you know, I kept it for a secret for so long. And I'm not going to yeah. carry my secret anymore. So, and I think that at the decision mm. table also, there are many secrets. There are. That, you know, that people mm. have to carry, but it's heavy. It is really heavy. You're giving me goosebumps because I think that that has pressed on something that is so important that we stop the secrets at the table. Yes. And we know that, you know, I, I remember writing this book and I never released it. It's a pretty intense book. And it actually has all of my story kind of entwined with some of the principles that, like, I just know fundamentals that have really helped not just me, but other people, you know, clients on the journey as well. And one day I'll release that book. I'll probably update it actually. But one of the things that I talked about a lot, because I had a lot of secrets, because they, they were things that people use their power yes. in wrong ways. Right. And because of that, I was unable to have a voice because right. there was fear or consequences. Or, uh, you know, it, it was shame or guilt if I brought those secrets out to the world. And I think that we have had so much of that in the past, that right. there are a lot of things that if we bring it out, it may open up. It may, you know, if we keep it there, it's only going to fester. It's only going to yeah. keep, you know, yes. what grows in the dark actually really expands in the dark as well, right? And, right. That's really and so worse. things like that are just not adding value at all. But it's kind of been the, the way that we've known. And I think going back to what you said and what gave me goosebumps was, you know, that importance of the secrets and not having them at the table. 
But I think it comes back to what we've said and continue to say throughout this conversation is the empowerment of the individual, knowing who I am, knowing what I bring and having strength and, you know, just intention and consciousness in knowing what that is. And then bringing it to a safe space where I'm not only going to know that, me know that, but the collective are going to be willing to listen, willing to maybe not get it all, maybe not even understand 99% of it, but maybe there's something, just one thing that you may, I may, learn from the conversation and I think that's where we've got to get to at the decision table where we don't have to feel we've got secrets we don't have to feel that we need to hold back but that doesn't mean that we are going to add to the chaos (laughs) no increase the noise no that's the pain or the hurt no No, that's exactly what I felt this morning. I really felt like, you know, it's a secret. I've been carrying it and I'm not going to carry it anymore. So Mm -hmm. I'm sharing it with you that I'm not going to carry it anymore. Beautiful. But, you know, and so I think, yeah, this is something really you need courage. And in my book, my book is about how to become a conscious leader, five vital lessons CEOs Mm -hmm. can learn from a yogi to build trust and make an impact Mm. there's like five vital lessons and one of them is really you know you have to learn to know who you are and to really love yourself yeah because if you love yourself then from there no one can take out you know because there's enough love Mm. no one can you know of course maybe they take a little but you can feel it again you know it's Mm. not like i before I remember that I felt like my heart was like an like some it was just like love fell in but it also just dropped down oh, like, you know, oh. I couldn't hold it <laughs> yeah. and then I really I realized okay something needs to change so then in 2008 I felt like okay I need to marry myself I need to be truthful mm. to myself so that's the first step I did then still I don't know. Maybe I did. You look, hey, can I ask a question? Did you enjoy being married to yourself? Yes. See, it was that's good. Key. Yes, but mm. it wasn't enough for me. Oh, tell me more. Because <laughs> still, I wasn't. I wasn't truly true to myself. I still mm. went in that same pattern of giving myself away or letting people come too close or not really showing who I am. And not mm. really, you know, and just following someone like, mm, I need a little more power, I felt. And that's when I, in 2015, I gave my head to the guru and I became a Sikh. And that means wow. that I really felt like, okay, now I'm not going to live from my ego anymore. I'm really going to live from my heart and I'm going to. So I'm, I married like the eternal infinity. So, and I really marry and I feel this, this love. It comes from the inside and it never ever, oh, anyone can take from it. Everyone is going to be like an added value to my life. 
but that's really it's so empowering because yeah. now when someone's you know people sometimes feel like oh you look different and i really had to like oh i'm doing business yoga so i should look like a yogi or like a business person but then when i i teach my 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 first training there were like three people wearing a turban and i was like hmm <laughs> this is what I want because I feel like this is my crown and I crown myself every day. I love myself every day for just doing that. And now I don't feel I'm wearing it. But before I was really looking, oh, how would you react to it? You know, I was really <laughs> looking from the outside towards me. And that helped me so much just to to feel and to to really crown myself and love myself. And I think that the more self-love we can bring to the decision mm. table, that's why I said if we can have that seat of love, yeah. just or maybe just one little note, you know, you there are always like these cards on the table where you have the password of the Wi-Fi or whatever, mm. or your name. You can have one seat, love. And you really have that to give that that seed a voice, and everyone will understand that voice. Yeah. That will help so much. I love to bring that. unity mm. and to bring humanity back because yeah. we all understand. If we start the, the voice mm. of love, everyone understand. Yeah, so powerful, so powerful. And here's the thing: I also think. One of the things that you brought up before, and actually there's two things. So I, firstly, you've got to close the loop. You said one of your principles or whatever for CEOs. What are the yes. other four? I need okay. to know that first. Okay, okay. Hmm. First, so the first one, I'm going to, I know them by heart, but I'm going to just get them here that I don't forget that I get them in the right order. So I said the first lesson is you create your own reality. Mm. You better create something beautiful, right? Yeah. Yeah. The second one is your body is your temple. Mm. You better treat it well with respect and dignity. Yeah. The second, the third one is you're born with a specific number of breaths, so better use them wisely. Oh, that's powerful. Mm. The fourth one is you. Uh, you have the courage to be vulnerable and to be authentic. Just learn to accept yourself and trust yourself and really relax in who you are because you are love in the end. Mm -hmm. And then the last one is connect to your higher frequency. Because mm -hmm. there, if you're connected to your higher frequency, your soul, you remember you have a higher purpose, not just the one you're doing here as a human, but then you can connect to the, the bigger you. And mm -hmm. from there you have, because I have like five C's, it always starts with becoming conscious. That's the first mm -hmm. one. And if you become conscious of who you are and what it is that you're here to do, then you can commit to that. Mm -hmm. And through your commitment, it will give you courage. And that, or it will give you character and that character will give you courage and that courage will give you the power to live up to your caliber. So that's the five C's uh, that I always use in my, in my coaching. And I really feel like if we, if we become conscious yeah. and 
I'm also studying numerology. Mm. And based on your date of birth, you know, I can give you five numbers, like how you relate to your soul, what it is that you need to learn here in your life, what is your gift, because we all have a gift. We all have mm. a different gift. And also the, the fourth number is what have your, has your soul done before already? What have you already learned? What are your skills? What is the things that are really easy for you? And then the last one is your path. So what is the thing that really motivates you and makes you happy? And then based on these five numbers, I make your personal affirmation. And then if you, if you repeat that one, you really talk to your soul. And the more we can talk to our soul, what of course we can do through meditation. But if you have it on a piece of paper, you have a nice picture of you where you feel happy and you read that out loud 11 times a day or whenever you see it, you'll be reminded of the beauty of yourself. Hmm. Because we don't hear that, you know, when we are small, we didn't hear all the good things. We hear yeah. all the things that we didn't do well. And we need to learn to change that. So there's like a meditation I do every day. You have to hold down your pinky finger and you just twist your wrist for three minutes. And your pinky finger is your finger of communication. Twist your communication. And I always say, just, you know, think of all the things that you said the last 24 hours. And if it was negative, twist it around and project out that whatever you're going to say is going to uplift you uplift others and comes from your truth your true self that it's because if we can talk that way we change the world hmm. we create we create a better world so that's my yeah i love that no i love that so if anyone wants to connect with you let's just get that piece because i don't want to forget that either what's the best way they can connect with you to know more about what you've just spoken about Yes, well, you can go to my website. It's called www.investinyoga.com because when I started my company, I was still working at a bank and I felt like, <laughs> okay, we can invest in everything, but let's invest in ourselves. And that's the best investment. And I studied tourism, you know, I mean, you can travel the world, but yeah. if you travel within, wow, there's so much to explore. So it's I kind of cool. Them. I like that concept. I'm I'm majorly visual, so I'm thinking, yeah, you travel the world, which I did a lot. And then it's like, what if I could travel within? What would that look like? That's really cool. Yeah. Mm. I do like. I love to do because I like to work short and powerfully sessions. So I mm. do like six power coachings, and within these six weeks, we make mm. major transformational change because yeah, you know. I love that. I don't like, I also have like longer programs, but always start with just six weeks and yeah. see if we have a match, if you are able to commit and if you're doing the exercise, because, you know, I mm -hmm. can tell you what to do, but you got to do it. Yeah. So yeah. I can only be so the inspiration true. and I can only say, I can encourage you. I can do all of that, but I can't do it for you. You need to yeah. do it yourself. And this is also what I realized for myself, because, you know, when I, I'm doing yoga now since 2004 mm -hmm. and still every day, I need to do it again and again and again, you know, because mm -hmm. it's something, it's just like a muscle. It's the discipline and it's, yeah. it's the beauty. These are the moments that I really feel like in bliss and I'm like, I can stay here. But then, 
Then my kids wake up and I need to bring them to school. <laughs> and maybe you can't stay there after all. <laughs> no, but still, it's good to be there. And yeah. I really love, and I really love to work with people who feel that there's more within them than coming out. Mm. You know, they need to be a little bit awake and they need to have that commitment and that eagerness to learn and to be open that I can speak to their soul, that their mind might not understand their words that I'm speaking, but their soul understands. And by talking to their soul, they will really feel like, okay, okay, it's time to breathe. Okay. And I should sit up straight. Okay. You know, these little things, because it's, it's really in the little things we can make such an impact. Yeah. And also, I wrote another book, and it's called Bye Bye Stress in Nine Minutes or Less. And you can also download it from the site. <laughs> and every day, my time in the morning, but I, I think it's your time, evening time, because I have many people from mm. Australia joining me as well. Either I do like a session in the morning, and I call it Shine Your Light and Share mm. Your Love. You just remind it of that mm. love and that beauty within you. Every day we just do the same thing over and over again. But the experience is different because yeah. you're yeah. different. Mm. And I do it the same because I used to do everything every time I something new. But then I felt so going mm. everywhere. I felt like no, I need to focus and just do one thing and master it. And it's just bliss i sit there i share it with the people that come so everyone you can also when you go to the website you can sign up for that Mm -hmm. also for that you know have an open mind because i do prayer and it's Mm. in a different language beautiful just listen Mm. and feel what it means to you and then yeah. yeah that's so here's here's something that i'd love you know, we're, we're finishing up soon, but there's a couple of things that I, I want to do before we finish our conversation here. And one of them is that, you know, one of the things that I'm seeing a lot with CEOs, founders is the stress. And last year, after a couple of years of, you know, a very different years to the past and right. challenges that that brought to the table, I saw a lot of leaders across the globe sort of just getting into the end of the year, the, the year and just getting sort of scraping up to the end of the year. And then it's like, oh, no, now we've got the new year. What is something we can do, and I'd love to do it literally right now, that in that moment when we're needing to create a space where we're not feeling that stress, we're not mm in you know like listening to all that noise we're not feeling the chaos what can we do to remove ourselves from that that's a really simple exercise and what you do is you can just do it sitting on the chair because all my Mm -hmm. meditations you can do sitting on the chair and what you do is you make your spine long and straight and what we're going to do we're going to flex our spine and we're going to move the energy so we're going to inhale Bring your chest forward and you're going to exhale. Can you see it? I don't know. Yeah, I can see. Yeah, it's good. So it's like 
you inhale, you bring your chest forward, your shoulders just stay above your hips. When you exhale, you make your spine, you flex it. So it's just like yes. this. And you close your eyes, you focus on the third eye point. And because your mind is going on so, there are always so many thoughts, we use a mantra. And the mantra we use is Sat, like my name. Yeah. And, <laughs> and Sat means truth. And Nam is just Nam, like name or identity. And by repeating these two sounds, you tell yourself, truth is my identity. Mm. Because there we come back, you know, if we can mm. speak our own truth, and if we can be who we are, there's no stress. Mm. We become stressful because there are secrets, there are things, and but it's not us. Mm. We're carrying on. If you do this for just a few minutes, like three minutes, you can feel the energy flowing through you. You can become nice and warm. And, you know, they say in yoga, if you have a flexible spine, mm. you stay young. And, you know, all your mm. nerves are just running through your spine, right? So if we keep that one flexible, it's so much easier for your body to bring the signals to the right points. Mm. So if you can, can you feel it? Yeah, and I can because it's interesting you talk about things like that, the signals to the right spots and everything having flow to it. I talk about even in business, the whole concept of we're not building businesses, we should be building our ecosystems. Right. And I believe when you build out an ecosystem like a smart, uh, sustainable growth ecosystem, you're actually building out something that gives you effortless flow throughout right. the pathways to the results that you're wanting to create. And, you know, so in this case, that's where it feels like when there's the signals talking to the right things, whether yes. it be brain, whether it be limbs, whether it be functions within of, you know, different, different pieces of us and or the, our DNA. You know, it is so important to have that effortless flow. Right. Otherwise, we're, mm. the body needs to work so hard. You just become tired. Yes. And then you start eating the wrong food or drinking the wrong things. Just because you need, you don't have the energy from the inside. Yeah. But if your body is working fine, you can just live on water and like vegetables. And you don't need... You know, you can have a healthy meal and it mm. will fill you and will mm. really give you like this feeling, okay, yeah, I'm totally satisfied mm. because of, because we're not totally aligned, then, mm. you know, we have to work harder. So, yeah, that's the first thing I always do with people, just to simple. And I love that. And it's so easy to do, right? Like and any of us can do that. Any of and, us. And we can take that moment. If you have to close the office door and not have anyone come in in that moment, it doesn't need to take a long time. It's just an intention. It's just a right. conscious, you know, yes. mantra to say to yourself and do at the same time. I love that. So yes. simple. So I appreciate so that. Yeah. Yes. 
And the next thing that I just want to do before we close, and this is the only thing I do the same on every decision table, and that is to ask you, what are you taking from our conversation today? I'm taking away the question you asked me three or four times. (laughs) And I know I, I can be better at that. How can we get like make that gap smaller so mm-hmm. how can we really to talk to the left brain people give them the right what are the things that they need so that they can open up to this space and they yeah. feel comfortable as well to invite more diversity to invite more their heart how do how can they come out of their head and just into their body i know how to do it <laughs> yes and because you know how to do it doesn't mean that others know how to do it or if I haven't even got the awareness to it right because I don't I'm not even going to go there because no why would I yeah why would I what's the benefit of this how can you show me that this is going to be worthy of my time my money my finance my investment of whatever that is right Right. yes so that's really something yeah I love that um, yeah, so thank you. And yeah, I really, I love your energy. I, I watched another episode and I really, I just love the way that you open the space and the way you listen. I think you really master that skill of listening. That's mm-hmm. something you I can feel. You really have the intention to hear what I'm saying. And if it's not clear, you just ask another question. Yeah. That's really something because I feel, then I feel like, oh, she's listening to me. I, you mm, you make me feel like I can mm. be myself and I can really show what I have to give. That's really beautiful. So I want to thank you for that. Wow. I really, really appreciate you saying that because That is one of my intentions is to create a space where I get to listen. I've never met you before. I've not had a conversation with you before. And so I wanted to, and it's one of the reasons I don't do it offline first is I want to know who you really are. I don't want what you think I want to know. Mm -hmm. I want to know who you are. So one of the things that I want you to say for everyone because this is only part of your name on here how do you say your whole name and it's such a beautiful name and what is the meaning behind it yes that's true um it's not my uh like the name i was born with but it's i don't think so (laughs) but it's the name i was given actually everyone can ask for a spiritual name Hmm. but so this my name my first name is sat kirtan so and sat means truth and kirtan is the music they play in the temples in india so it comes from uh, india mm. and for me when i translated for myself because when i grew up i was always the one singing just differently so they always told me should be quiet and i was like mm, okay why did i get this name <laughs> but for me it's bringing the truth the way mm. people can hear it. So, yeah, I still have a, a way to go to really get to the people where they are at, but I I just feel so connected to their souls mm. 
I just talk to their soul because I feel like that's the highway. Yeah. And I love driving the highway. I never like to drive like small ways. My mom was a driving instructor and she would always let me drive on the highway. And then when we had to, she was training me how to stop. And, you know, she said, like, this is a red light. And then I had to stop. Okay. And then I would, the car would break down again. And I was like, oh, but on the highway, I was good. So I like mm. highways. Wow. Yeah. So I love that. And Cork Halsa, Cork mm. means princess. And every, mm. like in Punjab, there is a, every Sikh woman has the name Cork. So you will see this more often. All the Sikh men have Singh. And then mm. yes. I told you I, in 2015, I had this ceremony where I gave my head and I mm. said, okay, I'm going to live from my heart now. And then I got Khalsa as well. And Khalsa means the pure one. So I'm the Sikh princess who brings the purity in a way that you can hear it. And also I see the purity within you. That's why I these four lines is like a little affirmation. I can send you the, the music of it as well. It's yeah, so, I'd love to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you made a beautiful version of it. And it's me within me is the purity. Me within me is the reality me within me is the grace i'm the master of the space mm. and that really empowers you and i yeah. feel we need to empower each other yes i agree a hundred percent yeah Whew. so and what is it that by the way I, yes so i'm going to say that but i just want to say Catherine says here in the comments a powerful and beautiful show. Thank you both. So thank you, Catherine. What am I taking away from this? I'm taking away from our conversation. You reminded me of something that I think is really important, and that is creating spaces where secrets are just not acceptable at the table. And I think, you know, how can I make sure that I'm allowing that space to happen? What do I consciously need to think about to allow that to happen? And how do I make sure that I'm not, you know, falling back to sometimes mm. that default system? Because I think all of us have default systems and vulnerabilities yeah. that unless we are conscious at times, that when it gets a little tricky, we default back to. Right. And knowing, you know, you brought back to the attention of me was the fact that that was a default system at one point because that's all I did know. Like you only know what you know, but now that you know it, I feel there's a responsibility and ownership. And so I just want to make sure that I'm bringing spaces where those secrets have no place, like it's, you know, they can't hide in the dark there at all. And I want to make sure that I'm not defaulting back too. So thank you for that, like, reminder and yeah. bringing that back to my consciousness because I think sometimes we need to, and particularly when you play in a bigger space and in each year at this moment in my life I feel like my space is expanding and I'm having to play at a bigger space in a bigger way that I don't forget some of those things hmm. and, and just make sure I'm not letting it creep back in or right. as it gets challenging or stresses come, 
I don't default back to that that sort of how are you going to do that how am I going to do that I think that's what I'm curious about as I continue to evolve and continue to bring it to attention but I also think that how am I going to do that I'm going to also I always I and, and it's funny because I think you're very similar in this way that you've talked about kind of like old patterns and then you're going like if I have mantras and basically you're rewiring to a different pattern and that's why if I'm not defaulting into secrets or what am I creating I'm creating a space where it's okay to be you and if I can focus in on helping people myself included by the way I never remove myself from this to have the space to have a voice to feel seen to feel heard then there is no place for secrets right and I hope that I can do that in bigger and better ways and that I keep improving on that and Mm -hmm. so that's what I'm going to focus in on is being able to do that and this year I really do feel it's funny because you know when I'm planning for the year ahead was being able to literally create more tables to invite people to and to have conversations so this will be very much in the face of what I do as I continue this year so thanks for asking that question and that's truly how I see it and and yeah that reminder literally makes me think to go back to that all right here's the thing we are going to finish the live in a minute but I just want to give you the space is there anything you wanted to say that you didn't weren't able to say or you want to finish up on I'd love to like give you that space right now and then I'm going to end this broadcast before you run away yes well just when you said that, I just, because of the numerology, I just wanted to say like this year's number six, it's, you know, I just want to remind everyone to really focus on their intuition and to really learn to trust the six is the meditation. So learn to, to meditate, embrace yourself. And I really, if anyone can take that, sentence of the artist seed of love at the table and tell me if you did it then I'd be so happy I really feel like wow this is that's my impact and I would love that so yeah I love love that yeah but I feel this year we if you ever if you're in any trouble Mm. just drop your drama and ask what would love do You'll find a way that's different than before. Totally different. Because before you probably went from fear or just, you know, your beliefs, whatever. Why have you choose what love would do? If you just listen, ask the question, what would love do? You'll get the right answer that will bring you to the right person. Mm -hmm. And that's what I pray for for everyone also that's one good thing to do this year pray now if you don't know it just pray Mm. yeah Mm. 
I can Sakuta, go on. you are awesome and I appreciate the love that you bring to this conversation today and I can't wait to see what our listeners have taken from it and then the seeds of love that they start sowing so yeah reach out to us and, just and reach let us out know. because I, yeah. I would love to hear from you so yeah and join me on my sessions whatever just reach out i'd love to serve you and be there for you thank you amazing droplets of wisdom for you from today's episode make sure you subscribe ensure you leave an awesome rating and review our hope is this podcast creates a new awareness activates ownership to what is next a curiosity for the need to be part of the change and to make footsteps of sustainability from today onwards if you want to further your journey with us then apply to join us at our next leaders movement parlay the link is in the show notes we appreciate you help us to help build a tribe who make humanity as stakeholders to achieve this together recommend this podcast to leaders innovators and movement changers Big love until we see you on the next Decision Table Series podcast episode.